Look at that little creep. Mormon cozy with his Spotify deal. Let me take a look. Now how do you like that guy? Snug as a bug. While we're out here without a Patreon or nothing. Well, yakking without recording ain't getting us anywhere. We'll get that no good worm when we're a success. Alright. <laughs> it's good enough. It's good. a fucking good. struggle finding a line. Yeah, right. At all. It's a very deeply serious movie. With Oh Christ. Especially I I wrote down like the intro is so fucking ominous. Uh-huh. The animation style is like a little bit different too. Um and yeah. like everything everything is just like haunting. We do uh, continue anyway. down our theme of Disney movies just hating alive parents. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, anyway, who are you? I'm Will. I'm Adric. And this is the On Two's podcast where right. we talk about cartoons. That makes sense. Uh, and this week, we're yeah. talking about The Fox and the Hound. We did. Um, which is a 1981 Disney movie. 81? Yeah. I don't know why. Um, um, but I don't know why that time frame seems particularly interesting. But I... Well, I picked this one specifically because the cast and crew on it is just bizarre. Yeah. Like, just the the quantity of people that worked on this that went on to do tons of stuff. Like, all right. So, yeah. in uncredited in the animation department, you have Tim Burton. Whoa. Uh, Brad Bird. Whoa. Um, and then, as far as your just your cast goes you get kurt russell which means <laughs> we get possibly the best disney story <laughs> yeah it's really the, uh, we'll get into it but the story is certainly the best or like maybe not the the best from the perspective of like um if you're just looking at it from a uh, like completely screenplay but as far as like telling a cohesive and extendable metaphorical narrative oh no i meant the story about uh kurt russell so um, oh, you mean a story when about? Walt, yeah, when Walt Disney was like in the room where he died. Yeah, and he just had like he had all these notes around that were just like how I want to build Epcot Center and make it like a a fucking paradise where no one's allowed to vote except for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so there's that, uh, and yes, one of paradise. the last. <laughs> One of the last things that he wrote down was just Kurt Russell on a piece of paper. <laughs> like, he was just thinking about the computer wore tennis shoes. <laughs> and he's like, hey, I gotta swing back around to that guy. Oh my god, that's so funny. I had no idea. Um, yeah. I, thought, I thought you were implying that Kurt Russell was, was involved in the writing of this. Uh, in the writing of oh, this story. No. And I was like, that's really interesting. Cool. No, not at all. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, now, Kurt Russell just did a lot of Disney movies prior to this. Yeah. Um, this was, I believe, his last Disney movie. Definitely his only animated one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you've got him. You have Mickey Rooney as Todd. Uh-huh. Pearl Bailey as Big Mama. So she and she gets to do some songs that are pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, and then the 
I looked up the director. This was his first feature movie, right? Really? Interesting. Yeah. So after this, uh guy's name is Richard Rich. He does <laughs> um, The Black Cauldron, which, of course, is a horrendous bomb. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he does DTV Monster Hits, whatever the hell this is. I didn't even click on this one. Uh, it, it looks like a... A Halloween special featuring appropriately themed rock and roll songs set to scenes from the Disney Library of Classic Animation. Okay. Okay. That sounds lame. But uh, (laughs) uh, then after that, he did two that we might have to do. Okay. The Joseph Smith story. Oh, Jesus. And the animated Book of Mormon. What the fuck? Which is a 12-episode TV series. No way. Right? What? That's so weird. He's done so much Bible shit after this. It's so weird in concert with this, specifically. Yeah. It It makes me wonder, like, as we get into the story, there's, like, I think a pretty canonical reading of this story. And it makes me legitimately question whether or not that was their intention or not. <laughs> do you do you mean that the dogs are cops? Yeah, yeah, that it's a, a, a yeah. story about white supremacy, right? It's hard not to read it that way when one of them is named Chief and the <laughs> other one is named Copper. <laughs> right. <laughs> it um, feels a little bit on the nose, honestly. We have to talk about Don Bluth a little bit, too. Don Bluth. Oh yeah, Don Bluth was on this too. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, a lot of the animators left like midway through this oh. to go to Don Bluth's um, Bluth Animation or whatever it was. Yeah, that kind of makes sense too, because yeah, that that's a around the time where the split happened, right? Because then they started working on Secret of Nim, which was released in '82, and uh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's really production was delayed. At, a year after many of the young animators left to join Don Bluth's studio. Huh. And that sort of makes some sense too with there being, because throughout this thing, there's like two pretty distinct animation styles and like, yeah, it's somewhat centered around um, any time when there's action, but it also kind of feels like the more frenetic action scenes were just like totally drawn by different people. Like, uh, yeah, definitely. There's a really big difference in the in the quality of line work, um, and they both look good, to be clear. Um, but it's just, just that like the lines look different. very different, uh-huh. and just like the way movement feels um, looks very different between certain scenes. And it, but it's also not like mm-hmm. linear, which makes sense because as you're working on these projects, you very rarely will um, go just like okay, just let's start with scene sequence. zero and start yeah, yeah, and then what? That doesn't happen, and so this that's is like, like the type of thing. filming in sequence and god probably animating animating in sequence just sounds like a bonkers thing to do yeah right um but like filming in sequence is the type of thing that directors who have way too big of a budget do directors who have way too big of a budget or literally your first student film yeah that's about it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's no in between either either right. you spent 450 million dollars on this thing or, or four thousand <laughs> yeah or four thousand or four or mm-hmm. uh you're whoever the fucking director of boyhood was the director of what boyhood oh all right the one that's yeah, filmed uh, over 12 years or whatever yeah i don't know i never saw that one yeah 
I I know the concept, but it. Oh, I haven't seen it. Didn't either. really. S- yeah. No, it sounds bad. <laughs> uh, a bunch of my friends went and watched it in theaters all at the same time, and I was like working or something. Um, and they just like all periodically showed back up in the group chat, being like, "What the fuck was that garbage?" <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, let's, let's. Although probably the plot is similar to this one. I assume one of the boys becomes a cop and the other one be- goes on the lamb and then uh, the cop one chases him around. Well, um, it's not so much on the lamb so much as uh, just sort of simply existing. Um, yeah. Not, uh, not being a uh, um, analogous to the dominant um, ethno class. Uh, there's like a combination of words that you could extend this metaphor to, but um, yeah, because because so the 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 core story here, I mean, I can just like quickly summarize is that yeah, let's um, go. There's uh, a fox. the 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 movie opens up with um, uh, a little baby fox uh, and his mom getting chased by a hunter. Um, they get separated. Uh, the she get yeah, yeah his the, mom gets shot dog bears down on the on the fox and then his mom gets shot and this is like the first eight seconds of the film um and uh an owl comes over and is like holy shit yeah that'll happen uh yeah anyway man somebody's got to take care of you uh, but it won't be me because i'm an owl and that's uh, not gonna happen um so they orchestrate a very cute and um elaborate way to uh introduce this fox pup to um to get the nice farmer lady to adopt the fox pup yeah who is referred to um by character name once in the entire film as widow (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh yeah she's kind of a fun character um Mm -hmm. and yeah she's like this movie 100 percent does not pass the bechdel test no (laughs) (laughs) not in the least um uh and this woman is like look at this look at this cute dog I will take care of this yeah. cute dog. Well, well, she knows it's a fox. I know. I'm she doesn't think joke. it's a dog. God. A... Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. That was the stupidest thing I've ever said. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah. So... Fucking denigrating this woman. <laughs> she, um... she has enough trauma. She gets shot at a lot. A lot in this film, huh? Wow. That's <laughs> like... Um... <laughs> like... It seems like that guy should be in jail. Yeah, well, um, I I have to feel like this is not too deeply unrealistic to living in rural America in the 80s. Um, yeah, I guess. And uh, yeah, so she, she takes in the fox pup and um, like, you know, they have a, a pretty swimming relationship. Um, the two of them, uh, she like, yeah, maintains a, a little bit of a farm, has a, a cow and I, and I think some other... Uh-huh um uh animals and like the fox plays with them and hangs out and um gets into like there's like a a common theme mischief of of, like yeah mild mischief or like um accidentally causing problems that or like you know um especially spooking animals being like a a common a a common theme which is like i feel like vaguely complicated about as you extend the rest of the the metaphor but I, yeah. I get that you sort of need to just incorporate 
the like literal animal like hijinks things. yeah and yeah exactly just like some fun um and uh uh after the two of them lived together for a while um the hunter who um killed his mom uh, in the beginning of the movie gets a new puppy <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking that you meant he killed his own mom <laughs> I was like, where is that in the text of this movie oh you didn't I mean, it was definitely subtext. It's subtext. So strongly wrong, implied. But it, was, it was strongly, strongly implied, implied that this hunter just shot his own mom. <laughs> God, no. Um, <laughs> the the foxes. Damn. Uh oh. Oh, and she names the fox Todd because he's a toddler. That's very cute. Um. Yeah. The there's also something in the fucking trivia about like. Oh, Todd is close to the German word Toto, which means fox or whatever, which it's like. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The Middle English word Toto. Yeah. Which means fox. I mean, like, like, maybe. I ain't sure about that, that, buddy. It seems way more likely that that's a um, coincidence. Toddler. Yeah. Way more likely that the thing that she literally says in the text is the. uh, Right. (laughs) The name origin. But maybe, maybe that's the. why the writer maybe who knows not um, us we'll have to absolutely contact not. richard rich um the <laughs> let me text him real quick yeah oh he just responded back um he told me to fuck off wow yeah that's not very not very more I, I would yeah i think that you'd get a nicer response from you know mormon <laughs> filmmaker richard rich <laughs> that's where you're wrong he's still making movies about wolves by the way really so th- yeah, uh, you know those Alpha and Omega movies? Oh, no. Yeah, the, like, really nightmare-looking oh, CG no. movies. That sucks. So he did Alpha and Omega 2 through 5. Wow, 2 through 5. How, how bad Yeah, they wouldn't let feel... him on for the first one. How bad must that feel as, like, you know, a lifelong animator at the end of your career, and the things that you work on are Alpha and Omega? Not one, but all of the rest of the ones that nobody else wants to make i mean he made one i I don't even know if the fox and the hound made all that much movie or all that much money um but it is it is very funny that it came out uh the same weekend as escape from new york (laughs) why what's the connection between the two of those kurt russell oh duh Um, (laughs) yeah in both of them i forgot about Uh, um I see. Box office. Uh budget twelve million, gross sixty-three million. Oh, that's not bad. That's yep. pretty good even. Uh yeah, worldwide gross. it looks like it was only released in US and Canada. Yeah. Because the worldwide gross is the same number. Yeah. Well, that's pretty great, actually. But it kinda yeah. Like the opening weekend is only four point eight million, but that's not unexpected for this type of film in the era. Right. These movies tended to have legs. Right. And like just they like would keep just, going. Yeah. They would just perform consistently for a while. Yeah. I remember the first time I watched this was on uh, a rented VHS at my grandma's house or my grandma's apartment in um in Chicago. It was haunting. Yeah. Yeah. It was like immediately <laughs> after Bambi too, where <laughs> the similarities are not completely. Um... I mean, both of them feature... A male main character whose mom gets shot in the first five minutes. Exactly. Disney loves and, that shit. Well, actually, this is the only 
it, it between Bambi and this, they didn't use that trope. So <laughs> it was what forty years, thirty nine years between. Wow. Yeah, nineteen forty two. I wow. Okay. And that's yeah, why Bambi's I was surprised by hell. Fox and Hound being in the eighties because it feels really old. Like it feels like it really does. One of the more original Disney, like first first feature films of Disney. Although it, it was really it was also one of the first ones to use um, any kind of CG. Yeah, I was going to say um, there's a couple of those car scenes that are all in I CG. I don't I don't know and that those too, are CG. They kind of look like it. There's the scene um, where the car is sort of peeling out from his house for the first yeah, time. I don't yeah, think the I, I scenes where they're like chasing each that. other. But um, definitely at the end when they're in the burrow and stuff's on fire, that's oh, done with Scanimate. Yeah, totally. That like light translucence. Um, oh, anyway. The, we, the we little gotta, like embers flying towards them. We got we to gotta, uh, keep going on this uh, summary. Um, yeah where were we at uh the the hunter gets a dog uh the old dog doesn't like the new dog but the new dog's you know cute so whatever uh the fox and the hound i guess i should call them (laughs) the thing that the movie calls them uh they find each other and start playing a bloodhound puppy by the way Yeah, yeah 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 uh also god it looks really fucking weird as a puppy too foldy have you ever seen a bloodhound puppy they look exactly like that they're just like I, little melty aliens i know and i understand but it's it great. just it looks so weird a lot of the facial expressions and stuff uh, like I, that that's what i love it's like oh and they do such good uh like kid text and kid like kid voices and speech in this and like speech patterns are all really really good oh yeah part. um uh young copper and young todd uh, young Copper is played by Corey Feldman. Oh, and wow. And then Young Todd is played by Keith Coogan. Who's that? Uh, Keith Coogan was uh, Brad in Adventures in Babysitting. I don't know what Kenny that is. Kenny in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. What the fuck? I don't know what that is either. I, I, Did he only I mean, I've heard of both of these movies, but I haven't seen them. Babysitter-based movies? Yeah. I think he was just one of those people who was in the like disney they they kept him in a uh in a little cubby at the back of disney <laughs> uh-huh he, he had like one of those hamster uh water feeding things and they'd just pull him out occasionally like hey it's time to time, time to record to an movie. episode of fantasy island <laughs> oh disney his uh, first um gig was as a stand-in and a mcdonald's tv spot and it went downhill from there. <laughs> no, but he did a really good job in this. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it is child acting, but yeah. it's fairly good. It's quite good. Oh, he's the the grandson of Jackie Coogan. It's always nepotism. Mm. Who is uh, a vaudeville actor in some Isn't Charlie it? Chaplin movies and directed a few. Huh. I'm just trying to see if there's anything that he's been in recently that's... Oh. See all anything. that notable he was in the jay and silent bob reboot i don't think anyone saw that i didn't i don't think it exists it's just so and i, and I know this seems like <laughs> a, a true tangent but i'm just always so interested when there's these like sort of random actors that have i just i can't describe it any other than deeply weird careers where it's like a long series of 
strange and like how do you even continue to get cast in these but cast in these like weird movies and but so consistently too i feel like I mean, this is the if we're talking about that uh so later in the movie uh sandy duncan comes in who's sandy duncan? who oh does she play the right exactly yeah she played the uh vixie i yeah. think was her name yeah um i couldn't find like apparently so she has a few tony awards mm. right mm-hmm. and then she's in midnight cowboy and funny face oh, which was apparently roots. a tv a tv series and then she's in the new scooby-doo movies as herself what the in 1972 heck? And what? Then she has the Sandy Duncan show. What? Was which she, was she like super popular for some reason? I don't even fucking know. That's and then wild. In 2020, she's in Scooby Doo and Guess Who again as herself. What? Which it's like I should be able to find something on IMDb as far as who the like because <laughs> her known for stuff is. The Fox and the Hound, The Swan Princess, Roots, and Funny Face. Yeah. Like, that's what they have her as being known for. And it's just like, I... How do you... How do you... There's gotta be some... Yeah. There's gotta be some reason that this is a name that I know. It must be Funny Face. It must be one of those things where, like, Funny Face was a... an One of these shows that was, like, at its time, very, very popular. And then probably Yeah, but then just fell off a cliff. Yeah. Because looking at looking at Funny Face, like she is the cover of Funny Face, so that must be the story. Yeah, yeah and he's like one of the main stars, nineteen seventy one, one season. She must have been like super popular in this thing, and then instead of making more of this show, they like jettisoned off of that, and because that was seventy one, and, and, and then seventy two they kicked off, played off Duncan of show. her. Yeah. Uh oh, she was in productions of The King and I and The Music Man as a teen. Good. Uh. Went to New York, blah, blah, blah. Good God, she has a long biography. I ain't reading all this. Back back, back to the thing. Back to the thing. Anyway. We have a thing to uh, do. We have a job. Yeah, right. so uh, Dog shows up. Dog and, dog and Fox play. It's really cute. Uh, dog gets in trouble repeatedly for playing with the fox because apparently he's just supposed to hang out near the house uh, in case, I don't know, the hunter needs someone to yell at <laughs> yeah this guy uh, freaking um this guy sucks this guy sucks like, so bad like he's the worst yeah he's the worst man he's just like a, a kind of nasty hunter um that's his whole personality uh yeah it is just i i am an asshole i kind of like my dogs but like not enough to actually be endearing yeah no he he exploits them and uses them and uh, yeah likes them when they are doing the things that he wants uh so anyway then the uh the hunter sees the fox out there and is like oh uh or wait no they uh todd starts fucking around with chief the, yeah because the after, big dog. after running away a number of times cooper gets um or copper yeah copper gets yeah like copper. tied up instead of just like being let loose to wander around which is also nuts to me. Like, I got this new baby puppy. What's the first thing I'm going to do? Throw him into a barrel um, and yeah. just assume he won't go anywhere. But anyway, he, the hunter learns his lesson and um, uh, ties up 
copper. And so the next time the tide comes around, he's like, what's going on? Where were you at? And then um, sees this, but then also sees the other dog and is like, oh, look at this freaking lug. Um, and goes mm-hmm. and, and um, harasses him a little bit. And uh, Chief smells Just him in his sleep and then like, wakes up. Yeah, and, plays with his teeth and stuff. Yeah. Freaks out, wakes uh, and up, then and chases, chases him. him chases him into the hen house, mm-hmm. uh, which is why the um, the hunter is under the impression that the fox is after his hens, which is like, you know, reasonable assumption. Yeah. Uh, so Hunter runs outside, pulling his pants up, shoots him. His pants <laughs> fall down again. It's good physical comedy. Uh, uh, yeah, I like the amount of time that his pants fall down during yeah. this uh, chase scene. It could have been a little funny. bit more, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for it to be more than he has to pull them up more. Right. I want that. Okay. <laughs> uh, so then Todd gets on to uh, the the widow, I guess is her character name. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks so bad. It's, uh, all that she's identified by is the fact that her husband, who is never on is screen, dead. is dead. <laughs> And that's yeah. the only identity she gets. <laughs> We're just gonna assume that the hunter shot him too. I assume oh, that probably. any unnamed, like any any unknown characters in this that like aren't on screen, just the hunter killed them. Probably because uh, Todd jumps on the back of her car, and the hunter gives chase in his car and starts fucking shooting at her car uh-huh. while driving. It's just like you know, which is an old timey buggy uh yeah it's like a model t and (laughs) he is just like yeah totally content to shoot through the back of it um is like hitting her her milk bottles which is the best case scenario in this circumstance but yeah right and and still like that's all of her money yeah yeah that too (laughs) absolutely fucking nuts makes no sense uh so she stops him shoots his car and then He's like, I'll oh, get that fox. That fucking bastard. Get him out of my hen house. And uh, she's like, I know how my little fox friend hangs out around animals. He wasn't fucking with your uh, your hen house, you chump. Which, that is still, like, unreasonable of her. Because it's like, no, foxes eat chickens. That, that happens. Yeah, completely. They also, like, they really don't get into the fact that, like, foxes eat most of the animals that he's friends with yeah they don't just eat fish it's like they would totally eat them little birds it's hard to extend the 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 metaphor like anytime that you're dealing with animals that you like start to extend the um metaphor of the main story compared to like the actual behavior of animals and you're like oh this starts to not make sense and starts to make the the metaphor bad um, yeah, because it's like you you do get these built in conflicts. Yeah, that I like a lot, like the two birds trying to chase the caterpillar. Yeah. Um. But then, yeah, you still have to build uh, relationships that don't really make any sense. Yeah, that exactly. Still like they're acting as though the fox and the hound is the one relationship that doesn't make any sense when like. Most of these don't make any sense. Yeah, exactly. And like, there's also just like a lot of, um, there's a lot of like conflict in the, in like how you arrange this narrative. If you think for a second about any of these creatures needing to eat. 
Yes. Because that's implied uh, with the moment that you're like the worm. This fox needs yeah, like they need to eat worms. These yeah. birds need to eat something and instead they spend an entire season chasing down and failing to eat this one. One fuzzy caterpillar. Yeah. But whatever. We don't have to think about yeah. that. Uh so uh Widow locks Todd up and is like, You can't go outside. That crazy man will fucking shoot you. Pretty reasonable. I mean, somewhat, aside from the fact that she has uh is trying to domesticate a wild animal. Have that's happens all the time. This is this is completely realistic. (laughs) It's the most realistic thing in here is that a a, a person living out in the country will uh attempt to domesticate uh baby animals 100 percent. yeah i guess people like having weird pets it's true. when i was at christmas um my my relatives were talking about a friend who had a pet monkey and i'm just like man what why 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 would you why would you do that to yourself <laughs> That yourself sounds or like the, the absolute worst thing to have. Yeah, just like two creatures that fundamentally home. don't understand the needs of each other and are like constantly at odds through accidents. Well, I'm like, just that I don't want a pet with thumbs. I don't God. want a pet that can like unplug stuff from the wall and start licking the outlet or whatever. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> there's all these things that a monkey can do that my cat can't. <laughs> However, little baby fox is kind of just a cat little, dog. Little baby fox is, yeah, not that far off from a cat. There have been domesticated foxes. Yeah. Like, that's a, They're just a, cat that's dog. a thing. Yeah. Cat dog weasel. Um, so uh, then the hunter takes the two dogs to go hunting, uh-huh. as he is wont to do. Leaves for the winter. Uh, yep. And we just kind of cut to spring. Yeah, pretty much. And now Todd and Copper are older. Uh, Copper is finally... Or, God damn it. I mess up these names because it, it's very confusing that the dog is named Copper when copper is red, so it would make more sense for the <laughs> fox to be named copper. Just, uh, they're just trying to get you. Yeah, right? Uh, so Todd is now voiced by Mickey Rooney, and copper is now voiced by Kurt Russell, finally. Finally. Um, yeah, took a minute. Um, and now they're at odds, and uh, Todd comes up at night and is like, yo, I'm back. Are we still cool? And yeah, you know, copper's like, oh, you better, you better go away, cause like they'll fucking spot you, and they'll try and kill you, and then they they spot him and they try and kill him almost immediately. And there's a yeah, there's a long chase sequence uh, that ends with the other dog chief uh, falling off of a fucking train bridge. Isn't it implied that he gets hit by the train? No, he jumps off. Oh, he does jump off. Okay. Yeah, I was like. I, I cannot tell how, how much they were stretching uh, what happens yeah, when something gets hit by a train. It definitely looks like he should be dead. Yeah. Uh, um, but oh, he there, just broke his leg. There is one one like quick scene in between where um, uh, Copper finds Todd and, and does the classic, I'm going to let you go just this once. Yeah. Which is um, uh, used in countless... Uh, movies where um the nazis your your childhood friend becomes a nazi and then 
um, uh, finds you and then uh, lets you go just this once. Um, yeah. I'm sure it happens many other times, but. Um, what we're saying is copper is a class traitor. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, yeah, Chief Chief gets uh, hit by slash uh, jumps, jumps out of the. Of, I mean, he jumps off of. If he got hit by a train, he'd definitely be dead. Well, like, there's no this way. This is a cartoon. I guess. But, like, getting hit by a train and then falling out. That bridge was tall super, as fuck, too. Yeah. I was genuinely surprised that they weren't just like, yeah, he's dead as fuck. I'm sure there was a version of this. He like fucking a, a hit his head thing. on the way down. Yeah, that was a nasty fall. It was very Lion king Yes, yeah. it, lo- <laughs> um, it looked like when... You have Homer Simpson falling onto into the gorge. <laughs> it's true. Because <laughs> he just hits everything on the way down, too. Yeah. It's like Homer Simpson on the way down to the gorge, except it was if it was drawn as, like, uh, I don't know, harrowing as possible. This is a super violent right. scene. Um, if you if you changed the um if you changed the backing track yeah. to Homer Simpson falling off the gorge <laughs> so that it's very dark there you go um and then uh copper runs up to his buddy chief and is like i can't believe you forced him to chase you onto those train tracks and jump off yeah slash, um maybe but probably I'll not get, get you. hit i'll get you if it's the last thing i do like he changes so quickly it's like yeah he he goes he goes from like we're best friends to vendetta yeah with within like three heartbeats three heartbeats specifically because he was because his um shitty surrogate dad dog was uh was injured not even killed it turns out just broke his leg um yeah that's the other thing on an attempt to go try to kill him (laughs) fucking copper has stockholm syndrome yeah like there's no way around it yeah None of them treat him well. Not in the least. Yeah, they they only like start to treat him well on occasion, um, when he's, when he's like, good successful at, at at hunting during the like hunting yeah. montage that happens over winter. And so this uh, is like, I mean, it works well to extend the metaphor of white supremacy because um, white supremacy as a a, a construct um, owes you no fealty. And um, regardless of how much you work to continue to prop up the regime of white supremacy, the people in power will not reward you as you um, get old or um, stop becoming useful or, uh, yep. you know, uh, they will not have your back. You'll be abandoned and um, uh, cast aside like all of those that you've spent your entire life hunting. Uh, yep. Uh, so anyway, then the <laughs> hun- the hunter goes to the widow's cabin and he's like if i see that fox again i will murder him well and he like tries to barge into her house too is like yeah i'm gonna shoot this fox in with front a gun of you in your house with this gun which good god call the actual cops lady they won't help like this guy should not be doing this stuff oh that's just Cletus. Uh, what do you mean you're keeping a fox that's not good i'll go kill the fox one moment yeah that's how that conversation would go uh, anyway, so she decides to take Todd to the game reserve, or was it a nature reserve? I don't know exactly. Whatever. So, yeah, like Play, essentially place where you're not reserve. allowed to hunt. Yep. Um, and she does this long, weird poem. 
that's said <laughs> in her mind. Going. Yeah, that's like at first I was like, oh, this is really cheesy, but it had me by the end. No, totally. Um, and, and then they turn it into a song, and it's like, oh, this it's, is it's kind of pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. It, it's um, complicated within the metaphor because it's like as an animal, this makes sense of like. This animal that's like clearly not meant to be domesticated is very, very cute and very controllable as a Mm -hmm. pup. But as they grow up, it like makes a lot less sense for them to um, stay in your house and pretend to be a pet. So like this is the thing to do with uh, animals that um, you are like nursing. I mean, the thing to do would be to not domesticate them so that he's actually capable when he goes and tries to fish. Right. That's true. That, so that he, that do, he does so that, immediately. Yeah, he doesn't have to have a moment of incel rage. Um, <laughs> it's true. That does happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but when you look at it from uh, the metaphor of like, yeah, it's somebody uh, taking care of you when um, your family is killed by white supremacists um, and then uh, abandoning you at the first sign of true trouble. Uh, yeah. It doesn't look as good. But I don't think I don't, that's the yeah, intent. Yeah, I, I don't think that the metaphor is capable of uh, <laughs> sustaining itself. Like all taking of the... it that far. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, then we get the scene with the chief with the broken leg and the hunter being like, "Here, look, I'm, I've got fucking traps. We're gonna goddamn snap his leg off." Yeah. Um, and. <laughs> It's very funny that he's like showing this to a dog. It's like this is how the trap works. We're going to get that because he just has no one else to talk to. It's pretty accurate. I feel like that is exactly what would happen in that circumstance. <laughs> uh, so then, so then we get to um, where uh, Todd finds other fox or Big Mama like hooks him up. Yeah, it's like, hey, you're hey. a fox. He's a fox uh let's do this Uh uh-huh yeah which happens (laughs) it did get to my uh my favorite lyric in the thing yeah which was you're gonna get a lot of satisfaction oh my god i didn't even recognize that (laughs) it's just in there it's just like yeah oh you're gonna fuck (laughs) you two you're gonna fuck so hard and um which they do a lot of shots that they're very horny for this lady fox god they really are it's true it is it is a core conceit of this yes um they immediately start talking about how many kids they're gonna have after the fishing scene yeah it's like six six. jesus well isn't it just sort of Uh, yeah that's litters for you yeah but um yeah tries tries to fish um is domesticated cannot or like you know raised in captivity yeah. fumbles um, around like a dipshit like dip uh everyone laughs at him so he has moment of incel rage yeah and then you know big mama has to come by and be like yo that ain't how you talk to ladies yeah go give her a flower or some shit yeah because and cause it's like immediately all finally and like yeah oh you do this here we can figure this out together and he's like you're the worst fucking you person I've fucking ever. Fucking female. You, you female with your empty head. God damn. <laughs> yeah. You worthless femoid. It's it's uh, very uh, salient how like 
obviously written this is for the 80s and then uh, yeah how all of internet culture is exactly the same as this <laughs> pretty much uh-huh. um but yeah yeah his uh surrogate mother figure is like you little shit don't don't yeah talk to her just, that way yeah just be nice be yourself yeah that's about it that's all you need to do yeah be a fox because apparently you're the only two foxes around. Yeah, I guess. Um, this whole game preserve. Yep. So then uh, the hunter shows up, cuts the barbed wire, and is like, I'm justified in this because of reasons. And uh, sets up a bunch of fucking traps like a dozen. in the game preserve. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, the the copper finds the, like this like path that um he assumes that small animals need to go through in order to get to the watering hole and is like okay mm-hmm. cool we're just gonna fucking chill here then with my gun and my traps until uh presumably in this giant forest full of animals yeah the one the fox one, the one walks fox through I want here. to kill um and it works Which, almost I mean, immediately that just yeah shows you how good of a hunter he is he's amazing so good at hunting yeah um, because they immediately walk through. Aside from the, you know, part of hitting things with a gun well, when he shoots. You know, everybody's got their um, strengths and their weaknesses. And yeah. Hitting anything with a gun is his weakness. Hit, yeah. His is uh, finding finding things that are absurdly difficult to find. And then failing to shoot them. And then failing to shoot them. Uh, so, yeah, like they go hide in their burrow. They try and burn the burrow run away blah 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 uh the the bear shows up bear's gonna kill the hunter i'm like fuck yeah go bear go bear uh yeah bears bear could have been a hero uh but then copper decides to fuck it up because you know he's a uh class traitor right uh tries to fight the goddamn bear for this jackass right um like what a what a foolish thing to do i mean think about this from the perspective of the metaphor and it's like you know this guy has um has gone into uh, a protected area like um yeah you know uh, this is this is like how how things are supposed to be under the um you know under the the foot of white supremacy you are you know um uh, relegated to uh, a specific area and um as long as as long as you sort of stay in that area then um uh we won't have any trouble and this guy uh this this hunter is like breaking even that tenant and is um uh starting a, a war and um this dog is is still it is just so him. dedicated to it's this dedicated. asshole who fucking ropes him to a barrel yeah foolish uh but yeah, so Copper fights the fights the bear, and then Todd looks back and is like, "Copper's gonna die," and then is like, "I'll fight the bear," because they're still friends, because um, Todd's actually a good friend. Right. Um. Yada yada yada. Fight fight fight. Uh. Fall off a waterfall. Apparently that kills the bear because we never see it again. Would have been awesome if like just in this scene where they've got the. Uh, <laughs> The hunter, like, his heart starts to change when Copper moves in front of Todd. And yeah. he's like, you can't shoot my friend. Like, the bear just shows up right behind him and fucking takes him out. That'd be great. But 
that doesn't happen. But and, this movie is slightly worse. Yep. Uh, we just end with everyone. Everyone kind of being friends. Caterpillar turns into a butterfly. Yeah. Birds don't. Birds don't eat him. Despite I think I think birds eat butterflies. I don't Probably. know. Probably. Uh, I don't see why they. Widow helps the farmer out with his uh, leg that he caught in a fucking bear trap. Yeah. Um. And and the 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 piece of this where everything sort of falls down is this part, right? Because we have the class structures are maintained. Um. Nobody in power really needs to modify uh, anything that they're doing. Um. The 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 fox uh, forgives the hound, but is not accepted by the uh, the power structures. Um. And um, the the hound yeah, sort of forgives the fox, kind of but the fox didn't that, do like, anything. You know. Yeah, it's kind of just like implying that they all have their place where they should be, and yeah, just extremely eighties race relations. Yeah, honestly, I just wish that like the hunter, like you know, got taken away or had some ramifications for all uh, of the laws that he's breaking. <laughs> right, and like. You know, we, we look back on this, too, and the, the whole thing is, like, you know, the worst thing that ever happened to the hunter was that he was um, wounded Attacked by a bear, by a bear, yeah. you know, provoking, going going somewhere that he shouldn't be in. Um, uh, got his leg caught in his own trap. And got his leg caught in his own fucking trap. And um, the worst that happened to the fox is that um, the fox had his mother killed um, yeah. and then was... Um, uh, had his best friend um, converted into um, a hateful uh, quasi-religion um, and was uh, mm-hmm. turned, had to watch his friend be turned into a, a violent tool of the state um, and then hunt him down um, and then uh, was blamed uh, for the injury that uh, was self-inflicted by one of the other tools of the state um, yep. as they... Uh, attempted to um hunt him for no reason chase him again. down for just being for being a fox yeah um was kicked out of his home into um a new area and uh, uh attempting to reassimilate into this um this new paradigm where uh supposedly um the hunter and the the animals would be you know kept at distance from each other and that the the two of them would sort of not be allowed to interact because um, the hunter cannot possibly do anything but perpetrate violence um, when allowed right. to interact. And um, even then has that new home invaded. Um, uh, and um, he got his home burned, burned out, smoked out, like just fucking lit on fire. Yeah. And then although I assume it's fine, like afterwards, presumably, like, you know, I don't know. it's not Can't like there was you know, any uh, weight hole, like weight bearing sticks or anything in there true just sort of a hole in the ground yeah um and then uh defends defends the tool of the state against the um and and um betrays another animal in this in this circumstance an animal that is doing nothing but protecting what it deserves to protect and uh um is rewarded by returning to the status quo until the day in which the hunter decides to break it again. That's the other thing is that like the bear is one of the few animals that's actually portrayed as just an animal. Right. Like fucking Todd ain't met this bear before. They don't know each other. So 
Uh, so Todd's cool with like just killing him, right? And and Todd's cool with killing him simply because the bear is doing what it should. Yeah, is protecting itself from a guy with a gun, right? And a dog. Yeah. So uh, it's it's like an anti-white supremacist movie, but in an in an extremely eighties liberal way. Yeah. In that, um, none of the actual ramifications of what the uh, uh, the culture has resolved itself to uh, as the ideal in the end is interrogated at all. Yeah. Um. Ah. Any any other notes? Um. Animation was really good. It was a beautiful movie. Yeah, all I did of the like natural scenes. It, amazing. The animation was really good. Uh, this is you know, it's Disney. They just kind of do a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that got me was that they use a lot of stock noises for the animals, uh, like their stock barking yeah. noises for the dogs. Yeah, that, makes that sense. don't mesh well because then you'll also have you know Keith Coogan just <laughs> trying to make animal noises, but then just Keith Coogan like, lame later, <laughs> Yeah, like later, then you'll just have like stock dog barking noises from uh God, they they used some noises from uh lassie i think mm-hmm. um but y- there was just a weird bit of dissonance there mm-hmm. yeah i agree uh, with that let's see yeah i think i got all my notes in here yeah do you have a rating yeah I, i'd go for uh seven uh ducklings following the mama duck that are somehow not afraid of foxes out of 10 nice um maybe like six unborn fox children mm. god we both actually used the correct numbers from the movie proud of us yeah we're learning good job us we nailed it <laughs> now let's run it into on the ground its way. by just by <laughs> just like patting ourselves on the back for five minutes i'm done yep bye everyone Thanks so much for listening, y'all. And big thanks to the composer of our theme, Miles Morkery, and to Bernadette Meeker, the artist for our thumbnail. We're OnTwosPod on Twitter.com. Our website is OnTwos.club. You're the best. Good night. Good night.